Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Shibbity-beeby-dow <laughs> well, somebody, hey. somebody had to scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, someone has to scream at least every episode, right? It's true. At least one time. So we got the screaming out of the way. Um, yeah. and you know what that means? That means this is another episode of American Brews and Tunes. <laughs> my name is Stephen Johnston, and my name is Jesse Titus. This is episode 113. Uh, sorry, I'll stop <laughs> For now, at least, but it may come back. Yeah, it may come back. We'll see. What Who goes knows? around comes around like a boomerang. Yeah, like a boomerang, like everything in life. When Once you what? break the eggs, once you, once you bake the cookies, there's no going back. It's true. You know um, what I'm I saying? Don't know, I don't know how that's a boomerang. Because boomerangs... Once you throw it, once you throw it there's no going back. There is. It only because comes, it it only comes, comes back. back. <laughs> this is not the greatest analogy. No, it's not. Who knows? Uh, not us. Doesn't matter, though. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for those of you who listened to our world-famous episode from last week, episode 112... Um, You'll remember that I talked about the first three albums that I ever got um, on CD format, I suppose. Yes, on CD format, yes. And we very heavily teased this episode where Jesse was going to talk about his first three CDs. You know what they say, where where there's a rhyme, there's a reason, Steve. So They do say that. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone says that all the time. Yeah. And Jesse says that specifically right now because uh, this podcast is called American Brews and Tunes. Um, before we get to the tunes, which are Jesse's first three CDs, let's get to the brews. The brews, arguably the better portion of this podcast. Who knows? So, I mean, it's everything it's is arguable. arguable. Yeah, you can, everything's arguable. You could argue that out the wazoo if you really wanted to. Yes, so, you could. Jesse, remind the people of the beer we had last week. Well, the beer we had last week was from Bearded Iris. It was a collaboration between them and three other breweries, uh, Highland Park Brewery, Modern Times, and Green Cheek Beer Company. Um, And it was called Rhyme, and it was a double IPA with Simcoe, Citra Cryo, and Strata hops. Yes, and those three breweries were from where? The West Coast. Correct. Pardon the dogs if you can hear them, but they're just, it's okay. They're just barking. They're just barking. They'll be corralled later. <laughs> it's all good. That's where we just, we just, it's a, it's all wild. It's the wild west here on American Brews and Tunes. You never wild, know what the wild extra west. sounds are going to happen. Like the West Coast. Like where yeah. all those breweries were from the beer rhyme. <laughs> so the beer we're having today is also by Bearded Iris. What? And it's called Reason. And it is another collaboration, but with beers from the East Coast. I would have never, I would have never guessed that. Those breweries are Other Half, Mm. Creature Comforts, Mm. and Burial, 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 or Burial. I would say say? Burial. So, how do you pronounce it, Burial or Burial? Because it's spelled 
B-U-R-I-A-L. So you would think it'd be burial, right? Well, I would say bury because I mean, when, I you're, say bury. when you're going to bury something, it's still spelled B-U-R-Y, bury, but it's pronounced bury. There are some places where they pronounce it bury, though, right? Um, I guess. Like, hey, did you, did you bury the goldfish in the backyard? If you're talking about <laughs> Australia, then I think they do say that. Oi, did you bury the gold? Did you bury the bury bury the goldfish? I don't Maybe know. Maybe Scotland. Get in hey, my Scotland. belly. Bury it. I bury bur- it. I buried the last of them. I'm about Bloody. to bury this bear in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, but like you said, anyway, they're so all those, East Coast. Those are, yeah, all East Coast. Yep. And so this is a double IPA, and I actually have the description, which is on Untapped, the best social media craft beer app out there not a sponsor uh, not a sponsor but hey if they want to they should not sponsor us please we love you um anyway reasons precisely crafted riwaka plus nelson plus mosaic incognito plus mosaic cryo agenda checks off notes of candied lime passion fruit sorbet and sweet orange cream interesting um so it's it's very different than what the reason was because if you guys recall from last week the reason tasted like melon balls yeah it was a kind of a and i hate to use this word but kind of a delicate fruity beer yeah as much as a double ipa can be delicate i would agree with you there that it was delicate yes um the word that i remember using was it was like a very rounded smooth sweetness it wasn't like it wasn't very pungent or it wasn't like in your face it was yeah it was smooth this description seems very different like sweet and tart like candy lime or passion fruit sorbet yeah yeah so we could be expecting something well obviously we're going to be expecting something way different than rhyme but Mm -hmm. uh we'll figure out what that reason is whenever we try reason let's uh let's say we give this a crack and, and a try yeah, crack and try. Crack and a try. I'm excited about this because you remember I'm big fan. You remember, I'm a big fan of creature comforts. Yes, yeah, so am I. Um, you remember Owen yes, from I do. Uh, college? And remember when he taught us that, like in Ireland or in Northern Ireland where he's from, you would say, "Where's the crack? Where's the crack? Yeah, that means like where's the as like where's the where's party? The, where's, where's the, the fun? Yeah. Anyway." That just what I, reminded me of that whenever we said, let's give this a crack and try. I was like, this is what the crack is. I'm stretching my memory to think about what the beer looked like last week. Um, um, if I remember correctly, it was like kind of a like lighter, a light straw? Like, yeah, like a light straw color. This is, I'd say, at least twice as dark compared to that. More of an orangish. Yeah, it's got kind of like a Perhaps a little darker, more hazy. It's almost like the outside of a pretzel, almost like a uh, what's that one pretzel brand? Snyder's. Snyder's. Yeah, it's like that type of brown. Um, definitely hazy. It seems almost hazier. It's got a nice light hop smell. What I'd expect from bearded iris, and I think I do get a little bit of that that like orange cream smell, like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it smells a little bit. I don't want to say more pungent. I, than reason, but I, I I think you might be correct by saying that though. More punch. The I other one, like think, I, I, I think the other one was softer. Yeah, this is just pungent, less soft. 
Pungent might not be the best word. It's not uh, pungent like a you know, you know joy I mean, by or like a, a, um, yeah, a it's stone like you're not, IPA. Yeah, like the hops aren't like aggressively attacking your your nose, but they're they're more they're definitely more forceful than reason. I mean, rhyme was. Yeah, this is smells throwing, good though. Throwing rhyme out the window for reason. What the? Let's <laughs> say we give it a try. Yeah, let's give it a shot. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. Down the reason hatch. Very different from rhyme. Yeah, from what I can remember from rhyme, this one definitely is different. It's not as what I would say soft or rounded. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely not melon. Um, I yeah. think lime is a good descriptor. It's not like at maybe as tart as a lime. But in the way that a lime is more bitter than a lemon, kind of that aspect, if that makes sense. Like a, a less know, sweet and tart, bitter lime. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, mm. It's like, okay, I'm just trying to, it's like, you know how last week I described the sweetness as very rounded? Yes. Like, like a melon ball would be rounded. Correct. <laughs> uh, this, beer, this, beer, this beer is more of like a triangle. Like if you were to think of like, uh, more angular, it's more angular. Yeah. So like there are those, there there are those little, those little peaks in a triangle, uh, where like you get that little bit of lime, like flavor jutting out from the general rounded sweetness of this beer. Uh, and I think that kind of well describes how this beer tastes. It tastes really good. I agree. Very good. Um, very different. It definitely is, yeah. And the rhyme, but uh, it's a lot different. But I mean, that's why you have to have rhyme and reason. Yeah, and I was, I was you know. really curious to see if it would be like, and this is purely from just a my guesses before trying the beers. Like maybe they would have gone for more similar, like a similar recipe, and maybe a different. I honestly don't know, but trying to create a similar beer and seeing how both coasts would have their take on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I, I don't know like, if that's what they did or not, but it doesn't taste like it, it to me. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's what they tried to do, it's but just maybe I those mean, four like bearded Iris and the additional three breweries got together and made up their own thing. And then bearded yeah. Iris and the other three breweries unrelatedly made their own thing. So just two very yeah, different it styles. Almost, it almost just seems like, oh, like, hey, you, I, we really like you three on the West Coast. Let's work together. We like you three on the East Coast. Let's work together. Other than so the fact maybe, that they like each other, there was no rhyme or reason. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, initial reaction to this beer, though, Bearded Iris does it again. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's spot on for what they, they do. Um Great. Um, and I don't think we talked about at... it last episode, but on the bottom of their cans, they always put something funny near the Best Buy date. And yeah. on the one it says, yikes, spikes. Yikes, spikes. Yeah, I see that. I don't know what it means. And I don't remember what it said on, on Rhyme. Maybe we'll follow up with that later. See, but um, what we're they, saying, they're talking, they're talking about the triangles. Oh, spikes. Triangle <laughs> is a spike. They're talking about the triangle flavor as opposed to the rounded flavor of of reason. I mean, yeah, of rhyme. That makes too much sense. <laughs> I know. It, it must be. It must be what they were thinking. There's literally no other answer that I can attribute to it. Yeah. There's no way it's random. Uh, but this beer is coming in at 9.1%, which is slightly higher than rhyme. 
ever so slightly by 1.1%. Yes, exactly. This is a winner. Yeah, so we'll we'll come back uh, to this beer uh, later if it changes, or just in general. At the end of the episode, we will talk about it again. Okie dokie. So let's talk about the mm. albums that I had as a child. Yes, let's. Or my, my first, my first three albums. Uh, <laughs> as you as as you guys heard last week, uh, Steve had cassettes, and I I never did. Um, my family wasn't like super huge into music. Like I don't remember, you know, like you said last week, how your dad would like play records for you, you and your sister. Yes. Um, there was never really a point in which like my parents would like take me aside and say, Hey, we're going to listen to this record right now. Uh, but we always, you know, we had like music playing in the car and, um, you know, like various other times, like we still like had music, you know, around us at the time, but it was never like a focal point, uh, for me growing up. Yeah. Uh, so my first experiences were, um, I grew up in an evangelical church. So my first experience with my experiences with music were like generally Christian bands. Um, whenever I was a kid, I was, you know, sent to a, like a Christian camp in the summer and, you know, they would obviously all play Christian bands there as well. Uh, so all three of the first albums that I've that I listened to were all uh, Christian bands, or mm-hmm. I guess quote unquote Christian bands. Um, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, I mean, two of them. Uh, de- I mean, they all definitely are, uh, but one of them is a little bit looser. Anyway, we can we can get into that later. Yeah, we'll get into that um, as we go along. Yeah. Uh, so. The first, the first band that I want to talk about is Newsboys. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with, you know, like the Christian music industry, or you grew up in the church in like the '90s and the early 2000s, you guys definitely know the Newsboys. Uh, they're from, I believe, they're from Australia. Really? I'm pretty sure. Originally, yeah. I did not know um, that. I'm fairly certain Peter Fuller is from Australia. Yeah, Australian I, musician. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I know that I know some Newsboys songs, but I'm not a hundred percent familiar. Like I know they redid um, the song "Jesus Freak" from yeah. DC Talk after the dude from DC Talk joined the Newsboys. Yes, but other uh, than that, the, I don't know. My much. time, my time listening to them was was much before uh, the guy from DC Talk was in it, and it was way before they became like a quote unquote, like worship band. Mm-hmm. Um, this was still kind of when they're, when they were starting out, I guess not really starting out, but whenever they were, I'll say this, it was before 2000. It was before the U 2000, the album that I, that I listened to when I was a kid. Fair enough. Uh, and that album is step up to the microphone by the Newsboys. Uh, this album came out, on June 30th, 1998. Good year. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe, I, I can't remember exactly like when I listened to it, but I remember being like a younger fellow. Uh, I think it was in elementary school when I listened to this. Cause like I had like a CD player in my room and I remember like my, my, my parents not, really wanting me to listen to uh 
like they wanted me to listen to Christian bands essentially. Um, and sense, from this album, yeah, from this album, like it has like, it has like kind of cool guitars on it, like, you know, overdriven guitars. So it's still like his rock and roll mm-hmm. or like, or like pop rock or whatever. Uh, but it's definitely not, it wasn't like contemporary, uh, music or like, wasn't like what was popular at the time. Yeah. But I remember playing this album, Step Up to the Microphone, on my CD player, like, full blast, like, in my room. <laughs> and me, like, dancing to it, like, whenever... It, it must have been when I was in elementary school, like, fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, well, I mean, 98, 99. It was 98. I was seven years old, so... Second grade. Or just about seven. So, yeah, it would probably be... Third? I think, I want to say, like, first third grade. grade. I want to say like third grade. Yes. I want to say the second or third grade. Um, I probably didn't have it right when it was released. Okay. Um, I think, but you were definitely a youngster. Yeah. You remember back in the day, like in those, in those music shops where they would have like headphones and, Oh yeah. And you could like, you could like listen to different albums, like songs from different albums. Like the try it before you buy it thing. Yeah. Try it before you buy it. Uh, So there was a, there was a Christian bookstore that we would always go to. And I would always go like immediately to the music section. What was it called? And I, I must have the store. Oh, what was it called? Um, where I grew up, we had Family Christian Bookstore, which is aptly probably, titled, I, I guess. I, I think it was that. Yeah, that. And, and then, if it wasn't, if it wasn't that specific one, it was definitely something similar to that. Yeah, and I didn't really know about the store until I moved to Nashville. But there's a big one called Lifeway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and life was. I know. Like, I know. I guess it was all over the place. Okay. Um, family Christian. I think. Are, I mean, what a funny name. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, I mean, I remember they were, like you know, Lifeways are are all over the place, but I don't think this one was called Lifeway. I would have to ask my mom, which one it was, because I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I would always, whenever we went there, I, I would always just go to the music section, um, and I must have listened. Like there must have been a reason why I uh, picked up this album. Maybe. Maybe it was a. Uh, um, there's a local radio station that we would always listen to, called ninety eight point five KTIS. <laughs> uh, it was out of Northwestern College, which is like the local Christian college in Saint Paul, uh, Minnesota, and so that could be why. Who knows? Either way, I had it. I got the album. I absolutely enjoyed listening to it when I was that age, and just like jamming out in my room to it on my CD player. Um, interesting fact, uh, they actually recorded this album in Franklin, oh. Tennessee. Well, I mean, that's, I was going to say that's not a surprise, but I'm not sure that the music industry in Nashville was as Christian band based back then as it is today. Yeah. It was at a place called the boardroom. So that doesn't oh. really sound like a Christian place per se. Um, and I mean, at that, at that time they weren't like. They weren't as, like I said before, they weren't like a, a Christian band. They weren't a worship I mean, band. Like they were they, like, a band that did Christian songs. There, there is yes, a difference. Yeah. Yes. And that, that is, that is definitely the way that they used to be. Um, I lost interest in the newsboys whenever they started doing more of the like Christian stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, uh, not on this album, but a previous album, they had a song called breakfast where they talked about how they don't serve Captain Crunch in hell. 
<laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was such a strange but really, just like super goofy song that was really I'll t- funny I'll tell you what they serve in hell for breakfast Raisin Bran Raisin Bran yeah. <laughs> yes yeah, Cap- Captain Crunch is and they Reese's serve, Puffs are for heaven they Reese's serve Puffs Raisin Bran mm. they serve no no they don't serve they don't serve Raisin Bran they serve Bran Flakes Bran Flakes without the raisins <laughs> well if it was my hell it would be raisins Oh, do you hate raisins? Oh, I hate them. I like golden raisins <laughs> a little bit, but regular raisins? Bleh. I love raisins, man. They're not so good. belong in a breakfast cereal. It doesn't belong anywhere, Oh, actually. it does, yeah. No, they do. I'll tell you where it belongs. They, Hell. Got, that, they got that really like caramelized like dark fruit flavor. Ah, oh, it's great, man. Ugh. I'd rather eat like uh what what's the word for dried plum? Um, um prunes. <laughs> I'd rather eat prunes than a raisin. Raisins just, yeah, raisins belong in hell. My grandma always used to eat prunes. Yeah, they're good for the go. <laughs> they're, good, they're, good. they're good for the go. You need some foliage, remember, you know? Yeah, I remember uh, last episode we talked about some of our own terminology because as you guys know, we're, we're both almost 30. Um, I'm going to be 30 in July and Steve's going to be 30 in, in September, right? Yeesh. Uh, and we we don't really know what the kids are talking about nowadays. It's true. We're like, out of touch with all their with all their cap and fax and printer and things like that. And I don't even think um, on fleek is current anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> um, but the my point is, we have another word called brooping. If you haven't heard of it, it is a fantastic word. It's a very functional word. It absolutely is. If you if you need to get across the point that like hey I'm gonna have to go number two at some point soon and just it, it, just and like things friendly, are pro- you, things are processing in my belly to make it happen right now you you want to you're out with your friends I guess not really right now but in the past whenever we made this word you're out with your friends you know it's gonna happen you know that it's about to happen, that it's in the process of happening. And you want to let them know. So if you leave, they're not concerned as to where you are. You just say, hey, man, I'm brooping right now. Yeah, like, and then like, immediately here's a, here's they're a like... very real-world example. <laughs> um, and this is obviously not real-world right now because no pandemic, no masks, whatever. Yeah, You're yeah. out on the town. You guys stop at Taco Bell, you know? You get yeah. you get your chalupa and you get you your, get you get your Crunchwrap Supreme. You get your cheesy potato griller. Oh, delicious! And that's all you get. You, you, you get that fake cheese sauce with your nachos. You paid six dollars for all of this, and you love every second of it with yes. the fire sauce. <laughs> Maybe if you're feeling bold, you, you took, go Diablo you, you sauce. Took the crisp, you took the crisp old five dollar bill out of your pocket to pay for all of this that's about yeah. to go into your belly. And it's delicious, and you eat it way too quick. And then maybe about ten minutes later, as you, one does, you feel as a rumble and your tumble. <laughs> but you rumble and your tumble. But you don't have to <laughs> go number two quite yet. But you know Not it's coming. Yet. You know uh, it's going to happen. You feel it, and you guys, you guys all know the feeling that I'm talking about. You get that slight little gurgle in your intestine, and you're like, "Oh, you're conjuring I feel something shifting. inside." That you ever feeling. watched the movie Tremors? <laughs> Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 
you you feel it you feel it in the ground you know it transfers from your stomach to the ground and then you just you just lean over to your friend and say hey man i'm brooping (laughs) and then they'll know they'll know be like okay there's gonna be a period of time very soon as to when i'm not gonna see my friend for a little bit because they're gonna be in the lavatory or the, the porta john or wherever you are porta potty as i would say but some people say porta john i say porta well i say them both it depends i think i never actually le- like legitimately say porta john i always say porta potty unless i see a porta potty that says porta john on it mm-hmm. i never legitimately say porta potty i mean porta john fair enough side question <laughs> okay yeah um, sorry we're getting way off track of what we we're are, supposed to talk really about are. but i mean have you seen cares? the most recent tremors on netflix <laughs> No, no. <laughs> it's, I, I believe it's called Tremor Island. What? Tremor Island? Tremor oh Island. Gosh. Napoleon Dynamite is in it. The guy who plays him, John really? Hedder. Oh my gosh. I remember am, when everyone thought he was dead? He's not dead. He's alive. And he's making Tremors remember, remember, movies. <laughs> remember that though? Like People are like, oh, the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite is dead. That was back before all the social medias and stuff where you could keep up with yeah. things. Um, but anyway. it, it's on Netflix. It's horrible and it's great, and I love it. Oh my gosh! I might Look have to watch that. Some Tremor some Island. Wow, so good. Anyway, anyway, enough about number two. Enough about Tremors. Back to the news, boys. Enough, enough about brooping. Just know that it is a term that you should use every day of your life. Yes. Anyway, all right. So back to the news, boys. Yeah. So, so yeah, they were they were one of the bands that when I was a child in elementary school, I listened to them a lot. Like from, I guess from like, I'll, I'll just say from fifth grade to like seventh grade or something like that. Um, I mean, I, I really enjoyed their music. I remember jamming out to it, having friends over and me being like, you got to listen to this CD. It's so good. <laughs> and then I would, I would plug it into my CD player and, and they would be like, okay, man, sure. <laughs> um, okay. But man. <laughs> yeah, but there was, there was another band uh, that was also in that in that uh, sphere of music uh, that I was listening to a lot. Yeah, same vein. Uh, and they were called Audio Adrenaline. Hmm. And the uh, the album that I listened to the most was their album Underdog. Uh, and this album actually, I know in the last episode, you actually like talked about where it, like, you know, the, the Billboard 200. And this album actually peaked at number 76. Oh, that's Actually, on the on the Billboard 200, so for like a for like a Christian band, that's pretty pretty impressive. Do you know what year it was released? Did I miss that? Uh, It was released 1999. Well, that's that's, I mean that's the same year that Enema of the State came out. So just Mm. for reference, by Blink 182, Enema of the State 99. Okay, just for the uh, the Blink 182 timeline that Steve constantly has in his head to to like reference where when everything else happened. But interesting, I didn't know that. that uh, um, and and I, it was also recorded in Nashville. Oh, so maybe Nashville has been more of a, a Christian music industry city than I, I thought. Like, I knew yeah, it was it says, currently, but I didn't know it was back then. On their Wikipedia page, it says it was recorded in Soundstage Studios, uh, Battery Studios, Dark Horse Recording Studio. I know that's... I've heard of that one. Yeah, that, yeah. that one's a big one. Um. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, this band was 
a little bit more like rock than uh, Newsboys. Um, like you know, they had like more like overdriven type stuff. Like yeah, like I remember uh, it, it felt it felt more like a band of that, like a rock band of that time than you, Newsboys did. Like the Newsboys sounded kind of like a pop band. This but, band was more rock. Yeah, you you sent me some song to listen to. It was called like Up Dog or something. And I definitely, I, I previewed it. But... Same thing. I previewed yeah. it, and my thoughts were that it was a little almost like post-grungy. Like it had that, like not necessarily Nirvana feel, um, yeah. but the sound of it was like similar. And it was definitely more rocky, and I was kind of surprised because I've heard the name Audio Adrenaline before, um, and I associated that with definitely worship music, but this was not what I was expecting. Yeah, this was this was also before they were more like into the like I don't want to say like little kid like worship music, but it definitely was more like worship music. And they definitely at, like, later have, in, later in their career. They definitely have worship music that little kids sing. Yeah. Like their song that's, Big Big House. What's well, big yard but, where you can play football. But that's not yeah. here nor there. <laughs> that's this is this is the album that I listened to and I, I really enjoyed it. They have this like super strange song at the end called the Houseplant Song. Hmm. And it it like talks about this this it's like this whole like story song where this guy's like playing an open mic night or something. And he's like talking about uh how you read in a book where if you play classical music to a house plant or you play rock and roll to a house plant, like the house plant will be better if you play classical music to it. I don't know. It's a super weird song. I mean, um, I don't really know how much plants respond to music. Did you, I actually saw recently there, there was a study where plants do respond to the sounds that are around them. Uh, uh, they had they had these plants that were enclosed, mm-hmm. and in for one of them, people like complimented the plants, and in the other one, people like insulted them. That's a good plant. That's a bad plant. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember exactly where I read, where I read this, so it might not be true. But they said that the plant that got compliments like grew better. And the mean, plant that got maybe, maybe. insults hurled at it. I mean, back to like the, the music theme, there's always that like, and you see this in like movies and TV shows, but where an expecting mother who's pregnant, like plays like classical music, like, and puts the headphones up to her belly because she thinks it makes, yeah. like, will make the kids smarter or something. Um, real life example. My mom listened. To, I think it was, she listened to the dictionary when she was pregnant with my brother Justin, no wonder he knows more words than you. And he is—he's—I <laughs> I believe he is smarter than me in general. <laughs> I mean, so I, I think I've only met my brother know. maybe once or twice, uh, but he—he's well spoken. Yeah, <laughs> and he really likes Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, deep, I'm deep not cuts. sure. If, deep cuts. On yeah, Bruce I'm not sure if that's actually legitimate. Um, but as far as I remember, she did listen to something while she was pregnant with Justin. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, so that's Audio Adrenaline, yeah. Underdog. Uh, if you know them, you know them. If not, I don't know. 
they're not they weren't they weren't like uh like critically acclaimed except for this album for number 76 on the billboard 200 that's pretty um, high but i mean i still like this album underdog i jammed out to it a lot when i was sometime. a young and let's see Oh uh, yeah, you should. You should just to listen to it at least once. Yeah, I I do that. Um, Why not? Now, my third album, which has a bit of a history to it, as you definitely know, Steve. Um, you know, I don't, you I know, don't know yet, but you know which. You, I, I think you can probably guess. I have a guess because there's uh, one that band, there's one you which band I will say there's one you lean on heavily often. I have a guess, but I'm not 100 percent sure yet. What's your guess? No, guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You are meant to um, listen. Meant to listen, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this album, uh, Switchfoot, The Beautiful Letdown, came out in 2003. Uh, it was ranked number 195 on the Billboard's 200 albums of the decade. Oh, of the decade? So, of the decade? Yeah. That's of the decade, yeah. So well, uh, similarly, we talked about that last week. When yes. Sick was number one, but I'm surprised that uh, Switchfoot was was up there on the decade chart. That's that's impressive. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised too. Um, so I want to tell you uh, the story behind how I found out about this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was a kid in 2003, that would have been, I guess that would have been, let's see, fourth grade was 2004, because I relate that Sixth completely grade. to. I, I really I relate that to 9-11. 9-11, yeah. Yeah, in 2001, I was fourth, I was in fourth grade, and we watched that in our classroom. Um, so 2003, sixth grade, I believe it was the summer of 2003, I went to a summer camp, uh, a Christian summer camp. And at that summer camp, like between like the sermons that they would give, uh, the song Meant to Live came on. A lot, like pretty much every single time, mm-hmm. because I'm guessing like like Switchfoot is technically a Christian band. Uh, they used to be under Sparrow Records, which was a Christian record label. And then they broke off from that because they felt it was too constraining to like people who would listen to their their music. Because if people saw Sparrow Records, they would and see then they Christian, became you know, a band that is Christian. Yes, yes. They're not under well, a Christian label, no, but they, they didn't are become it. They, they always were that they just. Yeah, I, I know. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Um, and so I heard that album or that song during camp that year. And I like was asking people like, hey, who is this? Like, because at the time you didn't have something like uh, what's that app? Uh, Shazam, mm-hmm. where you can like hold a phone up and it'll tell you what song it is. Like you didn't have all that. You didn't have any yeah. of that. Like whenever and that so- happened before Shazam. Like I would either need to ask anyone around me if they knew that song, or I would need to write down as many lyrics as I would remember at the time, and I would go to Google and I would type in the word lyrics, and then whatever lyrics I would remember from that song, and hope that I would find the song. Yeah, and at that time, um, with with uh, with how the internet was, at least in my family, we had dial-up. Oh yeah. So, like, there wasn't really a time where you'd be like, all right, I'm going to sit and wait for 20 minutes for this to appear on my on my computer screen. Or actually, at the time, we probably didn't even have, like, that good of a computer. Um, as you know, Steve, my, my family, we didn't, like, we weren't really on, like, the techno- technology, 
like a uh, forefront. You got there, family. but you were you were a little slower from from what you've told me. Yeah, so like we never really had cable. Uh, we never so like we, I, I never listened to or like watched MTV or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what happened was one of my friends who was at camp with me that that summer knew that it was Switchfoot, so I remembered that. And then I got that album and listened to it so many times. Like I like this is this is one of the albums like for Blink-182, like for you, Blink-182 is like a really influential band for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, Switchfoot. And Switchfoot this, is this, to, this album Switchfoot, is the Beautiful Letdown, correct? Yeah, it is yeah. like their like breakout album into like the mainstream. It sold over 2.7 million copies in the U.S., yeah. Definitely their um, breakthrough. And I, yeah. I saw this recently. They were talking about it. Uh, they said that they almost thought they were going to get dropped by their label for this album. So they, they had the money to record and they knew this album was going to happen, but they thought it might be the last album they ever do. So they yeah. they wrote the songs they wanted. They, they put it all out there and they just did it the way they wanted. Yeah, because if you go back to their their re- their album before that, which is called Learning to Breathe, like it's a heavily like you can definitely tell that learning to breathe was like on a Christian label. Yes. Um it, the label was I just looked it up on Wikipedia. The label was R E colon think. Um and it was like that was definitely like on a Christian label. And I believe before that they were on Sparrow Records, or I guess not, Rethink Records all the time. Oh. Um, but anyway. Mm-hmm. The point is, like, as you've said that, they it says that the, one of the studios that they recorded in was John Foreman's house. So John <laughs> Foreman is the is the lead man for Switchfoot, lead lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, Bless uh, his soul. So yes, he is he is one of my favorite uh, songwriters of of the time of our time, um, just in general. Super honest and down to earth, and a great songwriter. Yeah. Yeah, super honest. Like whether he, yeah, whether you are Christian or not, it, it, you listen to his music and it, it it's got something to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So like, whether or not you agree with Christianity or whatever else, like he is, he's speaking from like an honest perspective, and I I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, the label for that they eventually released uh, the beautiful letdown on was Columbia, and that's or, uh, Sony major. BMG. Very, yeah. very major. And actually, John Fields produced it. Hmm. Wasn't John Fields? That name sounds familiar, but I, I'm not right. sure. If I click over his name, it says he's produced Jonas Brothers, Pink, Miley Cyrus, Ben Rector. Well, those are Demi all Lovato. major artists. So All huge names. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, regardless. Um this album is my Blink-182. Yeah. Or like this and band is my Blink-182. I, I this, got this album my, too, probably probably around the same time you got it. But the yeah, reason I did, got actually. it was, um, like I said, when, when I was learning guitar, I think I said this last week, um, yeah. my guitar teacher taught me a couple of ACDC songs. So I bought, uh, like I got the album back in black so I could play along with it. Um, at one point in time, my guitar teacher heard meant to live on the radio because it was a huge single and he's like hey man this song by switchfoot called meant to live is awesome it's a great guitar song 
let's learn it. So he taught it to me and I bought the CD just to play along. I didn't like, I didn't yeah. know they were Christian. It wasn't, that was never a factor. Yeah. It had nothing to do mm. with it. But yeah. uh, uh, I mean, obviously if you listen to it, like the song meant to live, you you can gather yeah. what you want from there, but there's, yeah, I we mean, were yeah. meant to live for so much more. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's undertones um, in there that you can read into. And I mean, yeah, but that that's the thing about Switchfoot though, is that they're undertones. They're not just outright saying, you know, like they're not just outright like spouting like barfing up their faith. Yeah, they're not saying on the, it's a big, big house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing against audio adrenaline. Uh but but, but yeah, no. They're real with their like a very side note because John Foreman just released another solo album. Yeah. Um and uh, he had a like he he has a definitely one hundred percent religious song on there called Jesus I Have My Doubts. Yeah, uh, and if you if you listen to those to those words in that song, it's it's um, brutally it's pretty, honest. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely brutally honest. Like he's like legitimately questioning like what's going on in the world yeah. and like how it relates to his faith. Um, and it, it, from the way he's singing is like a lot of things that I've felt. And it's just, you don't hear that from Christian music ever. Yeah, you definitely don't. So it's, 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 it's very, very honest writing. And I, I do appreciate that. I think he's, he's got a gift for that. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't need to get in too much more into that. Uh, that could actually be probably a separate. Yeah. We, we can uh, actually review that album if you want to later. We could review that album, or we could just have an episode about the Christian music industry in general. Or both. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's a complete side note. That's for a different time. Uh, the point is that this was one of the albums in my childhood that heavily influenced like what I like about music, mm-hmm. what I try to write whenever I try to write music. It is, as, I, as I've said before, it is my... Blink-182. Switchfoot is to me as Blink-182 is to you. Yeah, it's been that Um, heavily influential in what you listen to, what you write, how you view music, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a watershed moment for you when you heard that one. Yes. Yeah. Like, I just, I remember being at camp, you know, like, I can't remember what the camp, Sandy Wood or something like that was the name of the camp. I can't, Camp Sandy, I think is what it was. Camp Sandy. Um, Camp, you would say it like that too. Camp Sandy, um, man, Camp Sandy. It was that was a good time as a kid. I went there. You remember? You know Josh Western? Oh yeah. Um, sure. I went there with him as a kid in Minnesota, and there there was this like Pepsi machine, and we would always get like brisk iced tea from it. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, get get all get all sugared up before we we would go do anything. Uh, just what I, just what every kid needs. Yeah, exactly. But I specifically remember like being like hearing meant to live and being like, man, I love this. Like, this is awesome. This is such a cool song. I love the guitars and just like wanting to learn more about that song. Uh, So that was definitely a moment for me in my childhood where I figured more out about what I like in music, Uh, which is, I don't know, it's a great thing. It really is. And I feel like every person probably has that moment. It's, I mean, I think literally every person has that moment at some point in their life, and that was it for you. Yeah, mine, for mine sure. was either ACDC or Blink One Eight Two, like picking up one of those CDs and, and learning that music can be something completely different or 
Yeah. Whatever it is. And, for and you like, personally. I mean, yeah, I mean, like to go back to that, like my that influenced so much of my younger years, too. Like with all my friends, like who I had in youth group, like we would we would like play through Switchfoot songs like we would be in my friend uh, Austin and Lane's basement. I think you met them one time. Yeah, I met them when they came through and Nashville like, and we went through Knoxville, I think, right? Yeah, and I had I had like my Epiphone SG and my Line 6 SG's. amp and and like we would play Switchfoot songs. Like we would play those songs when we were younger because it was just like what we enjoyed, you know. And so I think uh I think talking about this over the past uh, couple episodes is actually pretty good. Like we dug into like what music we listened to when we were younger and I guess like how it affected us in a way. Yeah. Because absolutely. it definitely did. Like the music that you listen to as a kid definitely affects how you listen to music in the future. Mm-hmm. And I remember even at that time, like I would listen to albums straight through. Like there was no, there was no only listening to different songs back then, obviously because you had CDs and you couldn't, I mean, you could skip through songs technically, but there was no like, creating a playlist on yeah, it's iTunes not like Spotify or, or, like or whatever it is the whole thing through. Yeah. 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 So I think that about wraps it up though, for me, uh, talking about my childhood music. Um, yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's get back awesome. to the beer. Awesome. Uh, the beer I think was pretty steady. Like, like last week, um, rhyme was pretty steady the whole way through. I think reason is as well. Um, I'm not necessarily sure that it opened up as it warmed up. I think it was, you know, take, take another, well. sip. Take another sip real quick and the, let it, let it mull in your mouth for a little bit. Hmm. Um, I think, I think I'm getting more of the lime and getting more of the uh, passion fruit. As I said, I could see that. I could see that. Um, but I, I still think it's, it's riding pretty steady. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm solid. It's definitely, it's definitely riding steady, but I'm definitely getting more of that lime up front mm-hmm. and the mouthfeel. Yeah. Very good beer. Um, yeah. Out of the tasty. two, though, I think I might prefer I prefer rhyme. Reason. Whoa. I, pre- I prefer Reason. Your Reason, I'm Rhyme. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. The uh, rhyme was almost too like dull or like oh. too rounded for me. I liked it because... When I envision rhyme, I think of sitting outside, like on a rocking chair, and just enjoying a nice summer day. Yeah, and I think it's perfect for that. Reason is when you are out on that rocking chair, and you might rock a little bit too aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) All right, rocking chairs are up to the rocker, I guess. Like I said in my analogy at the beginning, rhyme was more of a circle. Reason is a triangle. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, looking, looking forward to next week, we're going to go back to regular, maybe a regular, regular type episode. formatted, right? Or um, I think we're going to do one off probably. Yes. Um, maybe of Arcade Fire's most recent album, potentially. 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 So we'll see if that's what we do. Um, if not, you'll be surprised <laughs> and we'll let you know what it is. <laughs> Um, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Arcade Fire's most recent album was Everything Now, and it actually came out like three years ago, right? Yeah, it's, it's been a minute since they've released anything new, but... Uh, it's a fantastic it, album. It's a good and album, yeah. Regardless, we're going to review it at some point on the podcast. Cool. So, yeah. But um, 
Otherwise, if you have a suggestion, if you have comments, concerns, critiques, just want to say hi, if you want to recommend an album, whatever you want to do, um, you can reach us at any of the social medias at American Brews and Tunes, or you can send us an email at AmericanBrewsandTunes at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, yeah. let's say we uh, finish this beer and sign off for the week. I say we do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As we always say on American Bruce and Tunes, she. Down the reason to the rhymes hatch. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, make sure to use brooping in your regular vocabulary. It is a fantastic word that carries so much weight and so much volume. The weight of the world. <laughs> yes. Thank you for joining us. Share this episode if you enjoyed it. My name and is Stephen Johnston. Day. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this has been American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-day.